Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Today is the 16th of September 2019. We're, we're fast approaching a new year, John. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad to have you in the studio with me today. How are you? Very well, thanks. Tired, busy. Yeah. But tick, tick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ready to explode. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to then in the, in the last week since I last saw you? Well, it's the start of a new season for um, for the team that I coach. Uh, as you know, Dan, I'm a football coach in the community. Of course. Season is starting this weekend and I am, as well as coaching an under t- under 11 side, uh, I am the fixture admin. So right. that involves organising the fixtures when they come out on the league website, booking pitches, contacted the opposition I've got my nice little spreadsheet ready and all that so it's it's a little bit I've, I've had a good break of the summer like not having just enjoying television football but actually getting involved now and uh, starting to um, you know get these deep or balls deep in uh, yeah. in uh, community football is uh, like wow sorry so, uh, do you say you're responsible then for the actual fixtures yeah, so the, obviously the league that we play in put the fixtures out, but then I extract that, put it into a spreadsheet, and right. then I send it to our positions. Um, and then once I start getting the yep, I confirm 10 o'clock kickoff at such and such, or if it's away, can your team do 11 o'clock at such and such a place? I then put that into a spreadsheet, and then I send it out to our coaches, parent reps, and then kind of just make sure that um, you know everyone's happy. Coaches are happy, parents are happy, away teams are happy, and then away we go, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. High expectations, I mean, I I guess you can't say anything other than high expectations, but yeah, high expectations this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got 14 teams within the club. Um, Just speaking about my team, yeah, I've got high expectations um, for my team. We are in the B League, there's four leagues. Okay. We are in the B League, last season... We spent the first half of the season in the B League giving everyone a good hiding. We got promoted after Christmas and then we got ourselves a good hiding and only won, right. only won the last game of the season. Kind of, yeah. So we're kind of flirting in between. So we've gone back to the B League and um, you know we'll see how it goes. But we've gone from seven aside to nine aside. Um, yeah. So we'll be getting used to the pitch size. How does uh, how does nine aside work with a formation? It's a tough one, you know. I mean, I've had a couple of friendlies. Well, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I had a couple of friendlies against the under 12s who have had like a year of playing nine aside already. And um, the first one I played three, three, two. And it just seemed a bit narrow. It seemed a bit narrow. There weren't much width. Um, And then we played them again on the weekend. And I played two, four, one, one. Right. Um, And... Yeah, it seemed a bit Arsenal-like defensively, but it was better on the wide on the in, in the yeah, wide areas. Yeah, got more width. So I don't, I haven't quite worked it out yet. Um, I think a lot will depend. I mean, you got to think like my teams are under eleven. Some weeks they're not going to be there. This is the year when they start doing their exams for secondary school and open days for secondary school. So the formation that will play will depend a lot on, on who the, the boys are available. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But um, I've got high expectations. Um, especially if it's the same teams in the B League, which I think it is. We didn't lose a game so before we got promoted. So if that happens again, then I guess we'd have to get promoted and then take our take our beatings. 
uh, I'm in the A's, but we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, off the top of my head, not too much. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, football over the weekend. I got one of those Now TV passes right, okay. just for the weekend because um, I wanted to watch Fulham. I played at Saturday lunchtime, uh, but then I ended up watching a lot of uh, American football last night, Red Zone on Sky, <laughs> which um, a thoroughly enjoyable way to kind of waste an entire Sunday evening yeah. but um, yeah really uh, good uh, evening of football yesterday and then yeah just been uh, working earning and burning snapping necks and cashing checks yes. so uh, <laughs> that's how it goes um, on a different note we're going to do a Mount Rushmore it's going to return this week yeah. um, and a, a, a fairly winged Mount Rushmore from both of us I think mm-hmm. we will be winging it all the way but uh, documentary going out tonight on um, I must it must be ITV is Piers Morgan uh, interviewing Cristiano Ronaldo um, so obviously Ronaldo yeah, by big. many is considered to be a goat uh-huh. um, so why not do a Mount Rushmore of sporting goats because obviously every uh, part of life has, has its goats yeah. but we're going to do sporting goats um, and I'm going to let you go first on this one right. so sporting goats and, so I, and do I just get first. one do I? one and I then I get, get two confused. right my sporting goat I, you know what, yeah, this is such an amazing topic because there's so many people to choose from. There's so many goats and and then there's contrasting opinions. Um, but for my first one, I'm going to go for Mike Tyson. Ooh. Right. Um, now, obviously, he was a bit of a character. Obviously, he went to prison for an alleged rape. Um, but, I mean, as a boxer, he's got to be one of greatest of all time top I mean probably in most yeah. people's top three um, I mean Muhammad Ali a lot of people say Muhammad Ali but I think I didn't live through Muhammad Ali's sort of error is yeah. sort of high point and looking at his record and stuff Muhammad Ali a lot like Tyson Fury fought a lot of bums he had his highlight um, Joe fights yeah Joe Frazier's and, 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 and all that kind of stuff but in between all that, and much like what Tyson Fury's doing now, he fought a lot of kind of weak opposition. Um, and that's kind of why I like Anthony Joshua, because he doesn't do that. He did that of his first like 10, 12 fights, just to kind of get himself used to stuff. And then from his like fight 15, he's just fought like top people, yeah. you know, um, all the way. He hasn't really just fought, took a fight where he's like, Everyone that like, he's he's like oh he's definitely gonna knock this person out in round one he's taking the tough fights and that's kind of what Mike Tyson did um, you know he, he he fought the best out there consistently knocked them spark out most yeah. of the time um, when I think and, of Tyson I just think raw power oh mate raw power raw speed and just aggression uh, aggression like it's proper it's excite all action yeah um, his record is incredible the number of fights is kind that he had is incredible like Manny Pacquiao style he's got like I can't remember off the top of my head like 65 yeah like and stuff I think there's a stat out there I need to kind of fact tick this maybe but there's a stat out there that he had something like 30 fights by the time he was at 23 <laughs> Like, if you think about that, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, you know, I think he won he won a world title by the time he was, like, 23 or, oh, or something wow. like that. And he'd had, like, 30 fights. You think 
AJ hasn't got 30 fights yet and he's nearly 30. Tyson Fury's on about 30 fights. He's nearly 30. Yeah. Or he is 30. Yeah. You know. Um, I guess a different different game back then. Do you, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know too much about the history of Tyson, but you hear a lot that he was kind of mismanaged. Mm, and yeah. Don King is obviously the name that comes up a lot. Yeah, um, of course. And maybe like there was probably a burnout factor there where they were just carting him out every mm. two or three months probably. Yeah. Less than that maybe. Yeah, yeah less than that. Yeah. to just spark someone out yeah. and, um, I think at one I think one year he had like 10 fights a year you think now there's that fights have like in a year. three yeah, three or two you'd be lucky to get yeah. two fights from a, a top boxer yeah. in a year two fights a year he was having like 10 <laughs> like a fight a month <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I mean for me yeah you know and even even like with the, the things that he's done like biting a year and stuff like that of, of Evander Holyfield like yeah he's, he's a legend he's a yeah. legend Good YouTube clips. Um, okay, so I got two picks. Um, I'm gonna go with um, football here, Ooh. soccer, and I think there's two living or still playing yeah. that could be easily in this place. Uh, and I'm gonna take full advantage of the fact that I got two picks. Yeah. And I'm gonna take them both. Are you good? <laughs> so we've got Lionel Messi. Uh, and Peter Crouch <laughs> no Lionel Messi and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. uh, I think these two um, it's unfair to either player to single out one of them and say that's the best guy I think they're both incredible for different reasons I think what Ronaldo is a testament to hard work um, sweat blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. yep. um, and Messi is just pure um, unfiltered talent and ability, um, just natural ability, uh, and obviously that that's that's not to say that Messi doesn't put in uh, the hours on the training ground because no, you I'm can sure he you does. can bet um, he is on the training ground um, longer than anyone else, or at least in his early days he was probably on the training ground longer than anyone else. But these two have dominated for probably going on. I remember I was in like year year eight maybe at school and we were hearing about Messi coming yeah. out and, and Ronaldo uh, probably year seven when Ronaldo was uh, had just been announced to come to Man United and these guys have been at the top of their game yeah. for for way over a decade way over yeah. um, consistently and, and they continue to dominate uh, Messi we're obviously all waiting for him to to play his part this season I think um, tactically I think Barcelona are kind of leaving him a little bit longer this year, letting the the season kind of get underway before they they bring Messi in because that's obviously probably going to be a way that they're going to manage his his Ooh. season now. He doesn't do much defensive work um, for Barcelona, which is obviously another way that they manage um, his energy and 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 his knees and his body and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ronaldo's been prolific for Juventus. I mean, their goal records. It's oh, it's insane! It's insane. You're looking at like fifty there or thereabouts goals yeah. for like a decade every year from each of them. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, for for me, those two are the best. And there's obviously look, there's some other amazing footballers that have been around even in in our generation. Uh, Zinedine Zidane would Ooh. be one of those for me. Um, we've had you know the big ones that people would think was Pele, Maradona, Cruyff, mm-hmm. Beckenbauer. And then beyond that, you've got to be looking at Ronaldo and Messi mm-hmm. um, as, as the ones in there. Um, so, yeah, those are my two picks. Um, and then you've got two picks now then. Two more guys. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I would have definitely put Cristiano Ronaldo in there. So you've taken that one. So I'm going to go to a different sport now and I'm going to go for Roger Federer. 
our feds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the big man himself. I mean, he's such a great character. Comes across really well and really nice and really humble. But his record is unbelievable. So, you know, a record 20 grand slams uh, single titles and has reached 31 grand slam finals. Yeah. Um, and 10 consecutive. Uh, so, I mean... Even when, when you watch tennis and you just watch him play, it just seems so effortless. It seems like, it almost seems like the court's too small for him. It's like, it looks like he's playing yeah. mini tennis. Yeah. Um, you, know, comp- you know, compared to anyone else. He's such, and I, I mean, I don't know his, his, his sort of height and reach and everything else, but he just looks so big. It, like, yeah, he just covers the area. It's, six it must one, done, six two. Yeah, he's a big guy, but I think it's down to positioning oh, absolutely. as well. Like yeah. he just positions himself in the right place you know, 99.9% of the time and just seems to be able to just get to the ball effortlessly. I mean, I do, I really love Djokovic and his energy, but it almost just seems like he'd try it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, again, it's a very similar situation to Ronaldo and Messi where you've got um, Federer's probably more similar to to a Messi where they're they're naturally very, very gifted. Technique is impeccable. Yeah. Uh, And then you've got someone like Djokovic who has really worked hard to uh, reach that kind of upper echelon of of sporting um, majesty, basically. Um, And he he obviously, uh, Djokovic kind of hit that top level when he cut out gluten from his diet. And that was a... A, a life choice that led to him him kind of getting on that level with Nadal and Federer. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think there's probably a thing in there where goats breed goats. Yeah. So you've yeah, got well, to have 100%. you've got to have other incredible sportsmen around at the same time to push within you. your era to to push you to be Ooh. that good. And I think we've had that with Messi and Ronaldo, and we're seeing that with Djokovic, uh, Nadal, Federer, and even Andy Murray in there. Um, kind of at, at the peak of his physical fitness uh, drove those three to be uh, as good as they are now. Mm. But I mean, they, they've, they've completely rewritten the um, the expectations, at least, of, yes. of what a tennis player can do. Um, yeah. You know, they're all, all three of those guys are well into their 30s now uh, and continuing to dominate, whereas tennis was kind of more of a young man's game. You'd look at the same physical peak that you would have probably in in football of like 26 27 28 yeah those are the years you win and then you decline whereas these guys have just taken it to another level level. and there could be i think there's probably some sports science stuff that goes into that um and why athletes are able to kind of um stay at the top for so long uh and really kind of utilize the knowledge that they gain in their career but um yeah i i completely agree with federer being the one out of those. He's got yeah. a lot of class. He's got a lot of class. He's been to 45 uh, semi-final appearances. I mean, that's just incredible. Yeah. No. Um, that is just incredible. He's, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. My next one. Um, Usain Bolt. Oh, um, yeah. Big goat. Yeah, I mean, he's got the world record. Yeah. You know, he's... he's I mean, when he did that, you know, uh, was it six nine point uh, six nine? I think. Yeah. Um, 9.69 is actually, uh, I think 9.58, I think, is Usain Bolt's world ah. record. 9.69 is, who was the guy that came second in Johan Blake? I think uh, that's Johan Blake's PB. Right. Which would be better. insane. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. In, in any, yeah, exactly. In any other era. And, and that's what you're saying about goats breeding goats. Like he's, it's almost like, 
his, I don't know what you call it. When aura. He, yeah, his aura and his, like, I don't know, man, his force. Yeah, with, yeah. With, you know, you know, you know, I can't, wait. and the slipstream. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like he slipstreams everyone with pulling, him. Pulling, slingshot. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. pulling everyone along. Shake and bake. Yeah, man. Yeah. And he's like, you know, in any other era, like, they'd be, you know, they'd be, um, you know, Johan Blake, maybe even like yeah. someone else, you know, Tyson Gay or Tyson whatever. Tyson Gay, Gatlin. Gatlin, but yeah, he's just, yeah. He, he's just a man and he's again classy um, stylish relatable you know he's got his signature little you know bulk signs yeah. and stuff like that kids love him mums love him you know um, and it comes across really well um, and yeah just a talented yeah. talented sort of specimen yeah I think the interesting thing there is it, it probably is or he probably is going to be within this Mount Rushmore, the one guy that you can kind of objectively say, sorry about the noise in the background. It's, uh, <laughs> it's nothing we can do about that. There's a door opening and closing outside the studio. Um, but yeah, it's ob- objectively one of the few sports where you can say this guy is the greatest of all time. If you set a world record, you beat everyone over that short distance consistently at three different Olympics um, you are hands down the greatest of all time yeah. within that sport. I mean, I would always be interested if there were any like American footballers or soccer players or rugby players, whatever it be, that could have gone into athletics. Mm. You know, whether they slip the net for for that. Yeah, track and field. Definitely. Kind of thing. I mean, isn't who's the who's the GB guy? He used to play for QPR or something. Uh, the light skin one. The mixed race one, I've forgotten his Not name. Not sure of his name, yeah. Yeah, but... it's popped out of my head. Uh, it's completely gone. But yeah, he was at QPR. Yeah. Um, and he, I think he had like a professional like contract and he chose to do athletics. Right. Um, so, this, I mean, you hear stuff all the time. I mean, about like uh, Frio Walcott and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that they're super fast. Like Bellerin's meant to be rapid as well. Yeah. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe. Um, There's probably a few that slipped the net, but I'm sure they're not too disappointed with their weekly salaries. Um, He's also, Usain Bolt's also the 200 metre record holder as well. Yeah. Uh, The 19.19 seconds. So, I mean, he is a goat. It's as simple as that. Um, I agree. Not much more to say. I'm going to go, I've got uh, two picks now, my last two picks. Um, First up, uh, I'm going to go with uh, TB12, Tom Brady, um, he is, I think he, he's entered the territory now of, of hands down the, the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is continuing to dominate. He's 42 years old. That's incredible. Um, he has one of the strictest kind of lifestyles you could possibly have. Um, and they've turned the Patriots just into uh, a dynasty that, mm. that just going to, you know, it's going to go down as, Belichick and, and Brady, the greatest footballing yeah. dynasty, at least yeah. of the last you know, 30 years. Um, and it's amazing to see them still dominate. I think they would be favourites for the Super Bowl this year and probably for the next two or three years until Tom Brady, 45-year-old Tom Brady, decides, mm. actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a coach now. Um, so he's my first pick. And my last pick on my Mount Rushmore, I'm keeping it North American here. Okay. And I do apologise um, if, if that's not your thing, John. Um, but this one, who I think is also uh, on the same level as Usain Bolt in the, the area of undisputed goats that you know you can't even argue against, it's Wayne Gretzky, the ice hockey player. Okay. Um, 
I'm just going to pull up some of the uh, NHL um, all-time records and you'll be able to see just how dominant Wayne Gretzky is. So in terms of the all-time points leaders for uh, the NHL, you've got number four, fourth place, Gordie Howe uh, on 1,850 points. Right. Mark Messier in third on eight, uh, 1887 uh, then Jeremy Yager, who's uh, just retired, I think, or maybe probably still available to play if people want him to, uh, is on nine, uh, 1,921. And then in first place, Wayne Gretzky is on 2,857. Wow. So he's wow. like a full 50% ahead of the next best. And, yeah, it's um, incredible. And it's not like he was playing in, you know, he played in an era, I guess, where... Um, he certainly must have had an advantage um, but yeah this guy is like points leader in everything he was Ooh. hitting like 150 points a season consistently for like 10, 10 years um, and he, yeah he, he is a real like yeah. objective you can say Wayne Gretzky is yeah no debate the great one yeah. uh, 100% ahead um, so yeah those those are my my last two picks and you got one more I got one more yeah. right so um and then we got some honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. I got a few honourable mentions, and uh, but my last one I think deserves a place on the uh, Mount Rushmore, and he is the twenty-eight medal Olympic medalist. Oh, I think I know who this is. Michael Phelps. Yeah. What a good. legend! Another goat. Yeah, that's again. That's like another undisputed. I think you know you Mike Tyson, someone like I get like I said, people might turn around and go, oh, Muhammad Ali, or you know someone else, or um, you know Jack Dempsey or something. But yeah, Michael Phelps. That nah, there's there's no debating. This is no debating. Um, the guy's a fish. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a dolphin. Yeah. Um, there were swimmers as I think I think there were swimmers along the way that were as good as him, but then they were only at one Olympics. Yeah. And that was the thing. Phelps was coming back like. Every you know, th- you do three or four Olympics in a row, basically. Yeah, where I think it was cleaned four. up. Yeah, yeah, and in and in so many different strokes as well. Yeah, he was uh, Athens, incredible. Beijing, London, Rio. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Let's go for the honourable mention. So my first honourable mention is going to be uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, the thing you probably say against him is he was slightly disgraced uh, with his whole scandal, but then that don't really. Doesn't have anything to do with him as a yeah. golfer. Yeah. Um, he was absolutely incredible. I think his first um, Masters tournament that he won back when he was like 21 years old or something, he was like, he won it by 12 or 13 strokes. And like every year, if you look since and before that, it's won by like one or two strokes every yeah. year. Woods won it by like 13 strokes uh, on his on his first, uh, his first win. Uh, so yeah, I think he's incredible. Obviously he won the Masters again this year. There's a possible... You know, way back into the old Tiger, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not sure we'll see it. But it was no. good. It was great to see him win the Masters this yeah. year. Um, you got a, another honourable mention? Yeah, um, this is more like a favourite, but Thierry Henry. I mean, he, he's the greatest sort of all time Premier in League. terms of Arsenal players and yeah. probably Premier League. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously was in the Premier League, and yeah. he obviously he's left and obviously achieved broke a lot more records with Real Madrid, but in the Premier League, I mean. The stuff Thierry Henry did, uh, the records that sort of he broke, yeah. um, and obviously being an Arsenal supporter, like the way he made me feel, yeah, like, watching him play and in, in especially like during the unbeaten run and stuff, it was just like for me, 
he's the greatest of all time in terms of greatest Arsenal player of all time in my opinion so uh, honourable mention for him did he ever get a Champions League winners not at Arsenal no he was a runner up but he he won it the year after when he left a Barca yeah straight away as soon as he left um, and went to Barcelona in 2007 Barcelona won it with him he wasn't was he in the France 98 squad? Yes, he was. Yeah, he yeah. played. Yeah, he so scored he that goal against Denmark when he tra- trademarked Henri Goal, picked up the ball on the left, right. hurtled down the wing, cut inside and bent it around Peter Schmeichel. So he does it. He has the complete full trophy yeah, cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a full trophy cabinet. I probably The only thing he, I don't think he's probably got is like Europa League. Europa, right? which doesn't matter. Doesn't like, really if matter. you've got the Champions League. Yeah, Charity really Shield, the yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Charity Shield to Champions League, he's got the lot. Yeah. And World Cup and European Championships. What a player. Um, yeah. What a decorated player. Um, another honourable mention for me is Zinedine Zidane might actually yeah, in Zizou. some people's opinion is the greatest midfielder of all time I agree um, yeah there's a lot of footballers actually a lot of footballers yeah um, I would say possibly Cafu yeah. was, was pretty was up there for me uh, Ronaldo obviously R9 R9 Ronaldinho Ronaldinho for me yeah is my favourite player of all time like culture wise the things he's done the whole Jogger Benito stuff the futsal brought futsal in uh, made that kind of big and like in terms of tricks and the stuff, I mean, look, Ronaldo did all the stepovers, but everyone does does stepovers. People were doing stepovers before Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, George Weir, exactly right. Um, but Ronaldinho did things that no one's doing, like, like controlling the ball on, on his back, and flicking <laughs> it over, like yeah. the flip flacks. The, the way I was doing them flip flacks yeah, in people's yeah. legs, um, crazy tricks that you don't see Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi doing now. They just don't do them. Yeah, like, he just took the biscuit like yeah. week in week out. What a player? Yeah, I've got um, Ronnie O'Sullivan, super yeah. player. Um, I probably F one, maybe Ayrton Senna, or for me, probably Michael Schumacher. No, Lewis. Nah, Lewis, no way. What? Nah, I, I don't. This record is. His record's ridiculous, but he's done it in like half his titles have come in the, the Mercedes car, which Ooh. through that time was the best, like hands down, the best car on the grid. This this year, funnily enough, will actually be. His probably best championship ever, I think, because yeah. there is a genuine car up against him in uh, in the Ferrari, driven mainly by his title rival now is uh, Charles Leclerc. Mm. But before up to this point, his his only rival has been his own teammate, yeah, which has been Bottas and Rosberg, yeah. and before that Jensen Button. Um, so uh, yeah, for me, I don't think he's the goat. Okay. I think he's incredible and. Um, he's up, he's up there, but he's not the goat. Okay. And I think that probably I I didn't live obviously in Senna's era, so um, having seen what I've seen of Senna, he was probably the goat. But mm. Schumacher for me would always go down as the yeah. the Formula One guy. And obviously we hope for a, um, some recovery. sort of co- recovery for for Schumacher. There's positive news on that in the in the last weeks. Yeah. So so, but. Um, yeah, I think Schumacher for me. Um, any other any other goats to throw out there? Olympic um, goats. There's not too many. Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, yeah. Jonathan Edwards, big one Jonathan. for me. Yeah, yeah. nice big yeah, yeah. The, and um, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. That's the. But Jordan, yeah. I think, is easily way yeah. ahead in that. Sorry, I meant Michael Johnson. Oh, Michael Sorry, Johnson. Michael Jordan as well. Michael Jordan. Yeah, but Michael Johnson, the American yeah, one. Yeah, the 400 he broke, meter. He 400 meter, broke that four, does he still have that 400 meter record? No, it might have been I think broken. it's gone now, yeah. By a, a, a South African or, or yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. person. I can't remember their name. I can see them, but I can't remember their name. But um, 
Yeah, what a legend. And a running style. He, he literally run like a T-Rex, like his arms <laughs> were like, like so tucked in. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, Wade Van Niekerk. That's the one. Where's he from? Uh, South Africa. South Africa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he broke the record. But yeah, what a legend. What a, what, what a legend he was. Um, and it just goes to show with people like that and all the goats that we've mentioned, you know, there's been no sort of scandals within the sport, like sporting in heart. Um, performance enhancing drugs and things like that so they really kind of shine a light on the future generation to say you know I can do this without cheating I can work hard and that's why I really love Cristiano Ronaldo as well because he weren't the best player when he was here in in, in the Premier League but he worked hard and has become the best player in the world in my opinion yeah Shane Warne Warne (laughs) Shane Warne yeah I think again if you look at statistically Shane Warne he is the greatest of all time Mm. he's spin bowler um, yeah. but then you've got Tendulka, you've got Don Bradman um, there's quite a few guys yeah. in there that cricket it's not necessarily my my uh, no. my most world trodden uh, sport but there's so, a few yeah, there's a few goats in there we have to get Nick Patel on to, uh, yeah, to give yeah. us the rugby as well Johnny Wilkinson oh Jonah Lomu Jonah, they, oh yeah Jonah Lomu Jonah Lomu would yeah. go down as the, the goat of rugby yeah. Uh, but yeah Johnny Wilkinson um I think Johnny Wilkinson was good because he was around at the same time as Beckham. Yeah. And because he sort of like, he had that same hype about him. He was the yeah. same, similar sort of player. But um, yeah, for me, Jonah Lomu. Jonah Lomu and yeah. maybe Dan Carter. I think Dan, Dan Carter, Carter brilliant, um, brilliant yeah, is up, is up there. But Lomu, you can't look past Lomu. The Ooh. guy, again, they're all people that kind of rewrote what it was to play that sport mm. um, and you just if you knew Lomu was playing you just wanted to watch it you just yeah. wanted to watch it yeah. railroad yeah. people um, out it's, on. it's so funny how that happens because I'm not massive into rugby now I, yeah. I could probably name 10 players across the board right <laughs> um, but around the Jonah Lomu time I was well versed in rugby because he brought me in, yeah. You just like you said when you knew he was playing you wanted to watch yeah. it and you started learning about other players and stuff like that whereas it's funny how like certain people just bring eyes yeah to the sport, to the sport. um and, and and yeah those goats yeah. there that's that's when you see a goat and they're not just breaking records but yeah, they're bringing yeah. eyes to a sport yeah. they're making people want to spend their hard-earned money to travel across the world to follow them and watch them absolutely absolutely well, i think that rounds off uh our, our mount rushmore on, on sporting goats um we will have more um, goat Mount Rushmore's coming up I'm sure in the coming weeks uh, and John it's probably time to quickly go back to let's say back to sport because you're going to talk a little bit about Tyson Fury it's not a yeah. complete boxing round not but a full boxing t- round. Tyson Fury this weekend obviously um, had his fight how did that go? yeah good he won unanimous decision against Otto Wallin um, who was an unbeaten fighter um, he got a really nasty cut in round three and if um, a lot of there's a lot of sort of sort of YouTube channels and you know media people saying if if he wasn't the main attraction that fight would have been stopped because right. the blood was just trickling into into his eye it was impeding his vision and um, usually in a situation like that the referee jumps in and says nah it's done like it's for your own safety like you can't see but. I think because he was the main attraction, like if it was if if it was the same like him or Joshua or Wilder or something like that, so would give him a bit of a chance. Would he be stopped with a loss? Yeah, TKO. Would he be stopped with TKO? Yeah. yeah. But I think what they do with boxing is 
the, the main attraction, the, 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 the cash cow of the night, mm. they tend to kind of give him a bit of a chance. Yeah. Um, and, and he got that chance and then he, you know, he turned it around. And, was it a knockout? And, no, no, no. It was a unanimous, unanimous decision. He won on points. Um, by all accounts, it was like 8-4. You know, in terms of rounds, yeah. um, but um, that cut it's just a bit concerning, and it's obviously like uh, is a talking point because usually what happens is with a cut like that, it, it becomes a bit of a weak spot. So yeah. now what will happen is, Wilder. you know, Wilders, the the other people, they'll be targeting, they'll be trying to hit him with a left left hook, <laughs> yeah. right in that sort of right eye to see if they can reopen Open that cut, up. and then so it's it's going to be interesting to see going forward how, how things roll with Tyson Fury because I, I don't think that was expected I think they thought it'd be a bit of an easy night um, but that cut is quite concerning um, but it wasn't too much else going on in the boxing world um, uh, that that uh, over the last couple of weeks um, yeah. and not too much to report but you know got to mention the big Tyson Fury uh, uh, you know British boxer we, we support him and you know what um, Otto Wallin was a bit of a step up on Tom Schwartz so Happy, happy that he uh, um, kind of uh, is, is listening to us on yeah, that small podcast. Exactly, exactly. Take, taking our humble advice yeah. to uh, <laughs> fight some better opposition. But I think I don't think we'll see him running out again until the um, Wilder. the Wilder fight because that cut's going to need some time to heal. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's go back to football then, uh, as we always do here on the Back to Football podcast. Um, big result probably of the weekend to talk about is Norwich. Um, taking three points against Man City. Um, we are starting to see uh, quite a few of these goals being given away with this, this new goal kick rule where you can be inside the penalty area. Um, we saw it happen with Arsenal against Watford with so- Socrates um, giving it away. Uh, Tom Cleverley putting it in the bottom corner and obviously uh, Otamendi made very much the, the same mistake we had uh, yeah. Not quite the same thing, but uh, John Stones yeah. with England, was it? Or yeah, yeah. one of those guys. Similar, was a pass. Ma- Michael Keane, I think. Yeah, mis- England, yeah. Kosovo, um, gave it away in the first 20 seconds. Um, but yeah, defenders making these mistakes. Uh, did you expect Norwich, even with the good start they've had this season, to... Um, no to way! Beat, to beat I had, I had Catwell on the bench in my, in my yeah. fantasy team because yeah. I was like... I kept Pookie in because I thought, do you know what? I knew Norwich was going to score. Yeah. Because uh, the way how they've been playing, they've really and they're going to stay up. They're really attacking teams, yeah. and they're going to they're going to take a pump in. Um, you know, it might be well, like a game like Arsenal. It's going to be like three, four either yeah. way to Norwich or to Arsenal. Yeah. Which finishes better, but they're really like going for it. They're going yeah. for the necks of whoever they're playing. No fear. Well, and, they've they've got they've played the two big boys now already. Yeah, they played Liverpool in the opening game of the season, and now they and had City out, and the they could have beat Liverpool. Yeah, they had loads of chances. Um, just bit poor finishing and I think I knew they were going to score so I kept Pookie in um, but I didn't think they were going to win the game no chance I thought um, they'd have too much even without Laporte but it's almost like do you know what right with football it's almost like there's leaders yeah, and there's followers and at the moment Pep Guardiola's a leader Jurgen Klopp and a probably leader. a few other coaches around um, but just kind of taking looking at the Premier League and if they say right everyone's going to play football running backwards everyone's going to stop playing football running backwards um, so it, because now that you know these teams pass up from the back and the way they play and then they're taking advantage of 
this new rule. Everyone's doing it, whether they've got the players or not. Like yeah. Socrates cannot have the ball in a situation like that. He doesn't have the speed, the footwork, the skill, the cuteness, the drop of the shoulder. He's just a block. Yeah, a defensive yeah, a big block. Greek block. A big Greek block. That's big it. Pitta bread at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you've got the players, then fucking do it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's like it's it's become non-fashionable for the goalkeeper to just hoof. put the ball down and just kick it kick it long. Yeah. And that's why um I really liked Leicester when they won the league because they were just playing old school football, four four two. Everyone's trying to play tiki tacky and copy the Barcelona or Man City style and Leicester were just like Forget that, man. You know, we're yeah. just going to go up front, kick that ball long, pick up the scraps, mm-hmm. you know, get the ball down, get out wide to our, you know, to Mares and Old Brighton, and we're just going to get crosses in the box, and we're just going to keep it simple. And I think teams like Arsenal, where you don't have high-quality defenders, oh, you need to allow it. You need yeah, to stop yeah. doing those, trying to copy other teams, because you ain't got the players to do that. Yeah. They like, just don't. It's just, yeah. Do you know one of the teams... Fashionable. That- one of the teams that do throw it forward um, quite a lot is Juventus, actually. Yeah. And, and it works very well for them. And they've got those kind of ball-playing centre-backs that are more kind of... They're happy. You, the amount of times you see Bonucci or uh, Chiellini or Bazagli pick out a pass to yeah. put it on the head of Mandzukic or Ronaldo. Um, yeah, I think we're missing that a little bit in the Premiership. And like you say, when Leicester did win the league, it was Danny Drinkwater picking it up just you know in front of the defenders and pinging it over the top or even Schmeichel just going yeah, yeah, yeah. route one over the top to Jamie yeah. Vardy and, yeah. and in so um, yeah, yeah it, is, it is interesting obviously when the rules change it does take a little bit of time for teams to adjust but we're even seeing it in the championship Fulham um, every week you know trying to do this thing where they play out from the back and it's it feels painful yeah. in many ways because you, you can see that the goals are gonna yeah. every team's gonna leak three four five goals this traps. year um, yeah. and teams are going to get better at, at pressing that and um, yeah it's gonna, it should be very interesting I don't think it's the sole reason that, that, that no. Man City lost to Norwich um, but it certainly was a, a contributing factor in the end Yeah. Um, and yeah we the teams that, that decide to maybe like you say lead their own path and, and not just follow what Pep Guardiola and what Jurgen Klopp are doing this year um, will will be the ones that Burnley. That's survive. why I like Burnley. Yeah, Dutch. Like when um, yeah, come on, Dutch. When um, what's his name was um, uh, Sabios? Danny Sabios. Yeah, like he was talking to uh, I can't remember what what player. I saw an interview and he was like shocked by the way that um, Burnley were playing because they were just like skip that midfield out straight to Ashley Barnes and let's see what see what we can do. But that's that will work against a good few teams. And look, they're not doing too bad. They're not no. doing too bad. No, 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 I don't good. think everyone needs to follow that blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Free at the back, passing out from the back, picking the ball up in the box because it's a new yeah. rule. Like wing backs tucking in, yeah, defensive yeah, midfielders, and yeah, we'll see. Um, there were some shock results uh, this weekend. We had well, it's it's weird that we're talking about a Chelsea winning as a shock result, but Chelsea five two away at Wolves. Uh, yeah. Wolves obviously a lot of people tip them as the best of the rest. Um, Chelsea's English um, revolution to seems good. to be coming together with Tammy Abraham We've got seven goals already this year yeah. uh, Mason, Mason Mount banging in the goals and then this Tomori um, scored a, a perler uh, from 30 yards out as well this week so I think something like 11 goals on the, on in a row now that Chelsea have scored um, English all players. by English players I think which is at least the longest run they've had in, in uh, several uh, seasons maybe like 
15 seasons or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, I saw the stat match today. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But yeah, impressive. Uh, we had Tottenham turned over Crystal Palace, which again, didn't really expect nah, them to yeah. turn up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Ryan Sessegnon uh, getting into that Spurs team, see what he can do. He looks like he's beefed up a bit. Um, and yeah, all Fulham fans, I think, are quite looking forward to seeing what Ryan can do in the Premiership in a in, a, in you know, no offence to us, but a, a decent team uh, playing in the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool win 3-1. Uh, Firmino was a star man in that game. Did you see that um, flick? Flicks left, right and centre. Oh, he's um, such a player, isn't he? Is he the best Brazilian that's ever played in the Premier League? I mean, he's up against probably Coutinho, his fellow Liverpool yeah, yeah. Um, star. Probably uh, Jesus, maybe Janinho, old Janinho yeah. of, uh, of Middlesbrough. But there's not that many prolifically no. Brazilian no. players that have no, not no, no. played a lot Spain, in, in the Premier League. So um, I think Firmino's, Firmino's not far off yeah. being the, the best. He certainly scored the most goals of any uh, yeah. any Brazilian that had ever played in the Premier League. So I mean, in terms of not goal-scoring players, again, my Arsenal hat on, but Gilberto Silva yeah. was very good defensive top, player. Top, yeah, uh, sort of defensive midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's not been that United no. certainly have not had many Brazilian players. No, and they've brought a few Anderson, Clebersons and Andersons and yeah, and they've all Rafa, been awful. Rafael, Fabio. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think Firmino uh, give him you know two or three more seasons in the Premier League and he'll, he'll probably go down as as the best Brazilian player to play in the Premier League. Mm. Um, very much plays got an unselfish role there at Liverpool yeah. and, and creates a lot of space, doesn't he, for the for Mane and, and Salah. Uh, to tuck in um, let's end it then quickly on Arsenal the game yesterday um, you were cruising you were cruising 2-0 um, what 57 minutes something like that probably by the time they scored um, well, should have lost it was a goal of 53 minutes cleverly scored and yeah in, in the end the it, it was a basketball game in the end yeah. wasn't it? it was end to end I think that was poor um, poor substitutions yeah from the manager I think once it went to two one, and you can see. I mean, I did. I'm not sure Ozil kept the ball from the when the goal went in. Whenever I, yeah. I, did, I whenever I, the ball was passed him, he just lost it. One touch, lost it. One touch, lost it. And then he took off Danny Ceballos. Yeah, you know, and he's quite physical. Like he like he like he looks. He's like he's got a bit between his teeth. He likes to um, get stuck in. Ozil's not about that life. I don't know why he stayed on. And he he brought on youngsters in a situation like that. He brought on. Young players, Willock. He brought on Joe Willock. Like, why? What, what for? <laughs> like, it's a game where you need you need yeah. experience. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not entirely sure who was on the bench, but I'm sure there could have been someone else he could have brought on to kind of shore things up a bit. And you know, I mean, he did bring on Torreira, uh, but he, he took off Torreira. No, he took off um, Sabios and Guendouzi when he probably should have taken off like Ozil. Yeah, um, and maybe Guendouzi or something. But either way, um, that game yeah. could have been managed a lot better. Um, they should have. They just. It's almost like robots. It's like they're told you got to play out from the back, and you got to. And it's like just get rid of it. Like get yeah. the ball in the opposition's half. Yeah, simple. But yeah, I was, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Cruising is a game or two halves, isn't it? Yeah, nice and easy Sunday afternoon for Arsenal cruising, and then. Yeah. And then that happens. And then that happens. I mean, yeah, it would be a really, really interesting um, Premier League. Like if Man City, I mean, I may say that Man City lost, but Man City and, and Liverpool weren't so good mm. because you just you couldn't predict it. No. If you take them two teams out, who 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 would who wins the Premier League? Tottenham. Do you reckon? Tottenham yeah. all day long, probably. Could be. Yeah. Um, and Man United 
they picked up a 1 0 sweaty win. Yeah. Uh, Rashford penalty. Uh, I don't think there's anything too exciting to talk about. No. Daniel James, probably the best thing that's happened at United this year. Um, but yeah, that's all the work in progress. Hopefully, maybe Zlatan Ibrahimovic will come back to oh, the yeah. Premier League uh, in January. Around Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Zlatan goals. Yeah. Um, he scored a hat trick uh, last night for uh, Los Angeles Galaxy. And John, I think that is time for us it to uh, call the show. Uh, call time on the show for this week. Yeah, get that extra outro music playing. Um, and yeah we'll be back again next week as always thanks for listening um, and yeah have a good week see you later